okay, this is weird. I don't know why I'm confessing this on this podcast. So it was a six pack of socks, right? Okay. I don't remember this, by the way, just for the record. I have only worn five of the six pairs. I don't know what I'm (laughs) saving the sixth pair for, but it is still in my drawer. Never been worn, perfectly paired the way that it came. And I I don't know, uh, maybe I'm saving it for Treat Show Self Day. Welcome to Pennies and Popcorn, the show about real money lessons from the world of TV and movies. With your hosts... Carla Cash, and Robert Davidson, a couple of personal finance geeks and movie lovers. Welcome to today's episode of Pennies and Popcorn. We're going to be talking about Parks and Recreation, Parks and Rec, and we're going to talk about a specific episode that seems a little bit timely. We're going to talk about, or really it's two episodes, we're going to be talking about Treat Yourself. Treat Yourself, the best day of the year. It's the best day of the year. So... <laughs> I assume many of you are well familiar with Parks and Recreation. If you're not, I think it's going to be hard for us to give a meaningful plot summary of this. It's kind of like The Office. Very popular show. Ran for, what, like seven seasons, I think it was? Mm -hmm, Seven seasons. Yeah. Did pretty well. And there are two episodes that feature a, I guess, Parks and Recreation holiday, if you will, (laughs) called Treat Yourself. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We'll tell you more about it as this episode unravels. But the episodes primarily feature Tom Haverford... And Donna Meagle, who are two employees, uh, government employees for the municipality of Pawnee, Indiana, and they work office jobs. They're not particularly well paid, or it's not like they're the city manager of a giant metropolitan area or something like that. They're just office workers in the Parks and Recreation Department. Yeah, that's right. But nevertheless, they seem to have a very strong taste for the finer things in life. Oh, they live it up. They really do. And that's kind of what bonds these two characters together. So Parks and Rec is full of just kind of kooky, colorful characters. And Tom and Donna are no exception to that. And part of especially Tom's kookiness is that he seems to be just epically terrible with money. We see him making ridiculous splurges left and right starting lots of businesses in a way that our fellow podcast, the Rebel Entrepreneur podcast, would not give their stamp of approval to because his MO is basically to take on tons of debt and spend tons of money up front before he has any like guarantee whatsoever that he's going to make a dollar in profit. Now, Carla, Entertainment's 720. I don't <laughs> think they had to go into any debt at all. I think... I think uh... What's that guy's name? Uh, Mr. Saperstein? Not Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa's brother. We'll call him Mona Lisa's brother. What is his I name? I remember. Jay, maybe? No. I feel like that's his name in a different television program altogether. What is his name? It's not going to come to me. Uh, I'm sure everyone is screaming at us. So, John Ralphio. There we go. John Ralphio Saperstein. Wow, that is embarrassing. I hope we edit that out. <laughs> uh, so, John Ralphio Saperstein and Tom, they start Entertainment 720 with John Ralphio's settlement check from some sort of injury he had. Yep, that sounds about right. Although, I will say investing like every penny that you own into a business is also not a great idea. So, not a whole lot better. No. But anyway, these guys, Tom uh, and Donna both, they, they like to live it up. They spend it up in ways that are often incompatible with the likely standard of living we should expect for someone who works as a office worker in the parks department for a small city in the Midwest. Yeah, Tom has a big penchant for fashion, 
and likes super high-end gadgets. Donna also has a thing for fashion. She is also very, very into her car. At one point, I think something happens to her car and we see her just like screaming and crying. Um, but yeah, I think she drives like a Mercedes-Benz SUV of some sort, which makes an appearance in this uh, one of the Treat Yourself episodes. So yeah, it's uh, these two characters are definitely not great with money from what we can tell on screen. Um, but the Treat Yourself episodes are particularly ripe for discussion. So I think without further ado, we can go ahead and jump into our very first clip where Tom and Donna are just introducing us to the idea of what the heck Treat Yourself Day really is. DJ Flux is in the building. Hit announce that Tom Haverford is in the building. Oh, what you want to? Donatella, T-Mobile. Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. <laughs> okay, Robert. So there's lots to analyze here, but I think let's start with just kind of a high level. What do you think about this concept of a treat yourself day? Um, does it start with a DJ introducing you when you walk into the building? Because <laughs> if that's a key part of it, I'm in 100%. I will say, I don't think we have a lot in common with the character of Tom, but we do have not wildly different tastes in music. We appreciate some good rap music. Yeah, I'd be happy to have a DJ introduce me as I walk into the office. I think that'd be lovely. <laughs> I'm not sure my coworkers would have the same appreciation, but, you know, shame on them. Shame on them. So, uh, in principle, this whole idea of a treat yourself day, well... I have mixed emotions about this. I was going to say, it sounds lovely. It sounds wonderful to have a day that's all about exploring things that make you feel good and and having a good time. At the same time, I hope your life gives you lots of opportunities to do that. And you're not forced to just cram it all into one day while the other 364 days a year are kind of a miserable, sad existence. So I'm I'm hopeful that's not the way that uh, Tom and Donna see it. But the idea, in principle, maybe not the way they're doing it, um, but in principle, I, I think the idea of choosing a special day and, and making it a lot of fun where you and some friends get together, spend time with one another, do the things that make you feel very happy as a group, that sounds lovely. It does sound lovely. It also sounds a lot like, I don't know, holidays, birthdays anniversaries, like special occasions that people have in their lives where they tend to celebrate a little bit more, maybe give each other some gifts. I guess the difference here is that this is just all on your own, right? You get to pick out whatever you want. You get to do whatever you want. I think for them, they're playing hooky from work too. It does appear that way. Yeah, it does look like it's a work day. I don't feel like there was a formal PTO request or Mm -hmm. vacation thing. Uh, Maybe they're taking a sick day. I don't know. Not good. It's a valid question. Yeah, I agree with you that if you are like saving up all of your enjoyment for one day of the year, that seems like a pretty cruddy way to live, right? I wouldn't want to do that. I would get much more enjoyment out of spreading things out over many days in the course of a year. But I guess maybe if you're the kind of person that if 
one, if your budget is not that big and you can't afford to do that much, and two, maybe you really love looking forward to things, which is a valid thing. I mean, they've done studies on vacations and that one of the best parts of planning on a vacation and even going on a vacation is before you even get there, right? It's the anticipation that you have, that build up, looking forward to something. So if they're getting that out of this as well, then I say, great, go for it. But I do think one, you've got to keep it within reason, right? Within your budget, which may or may not happen. We're going to get into the numbers on that. Um, And two, I think, yeah, maybe spreading it out a little bit. If you can afford to do that, maybe don't cram it in to one single day of the year. All right, Carla, let's pretend that you are friends with Tom Haverford, though. And in order to be a a supportive pal, you need to join him on Treat Yourself Day. You got to go after the clothes, the fragrances, the the massages, the mimosas, the fine leather goods, which I know you like. I, do, I will confess that out of all the things she lists, leather stuff, I know it's bad for the environment and it's obviously bad for the poor little cows, but I can't help it. I think leathers, it smells so good and it's so pretty. It's one of my weaknesses. Okay. Well, if you were Tom's friend and you had to go treat yourself, what would you do? What would you want to go spend your money on? What's a treat yourself? What's a Carla treat yourself day look like? <laughs> well, it would probably involve buying some leather bound journals. That is a thing that I might treat myself to. But for me, the biggest thing is going to be going to a yarn store. So I am a self-professed yarn addict. I am wearing a tank top that I knitted myself. One of many things that I have knitted for myself. It's a problem. It kind of is. And it's kind of an interesting like psychology question for me to consider because I've never really been a materialistic person. I've never gotten that excited about too many material things. But these days, yarn, I just, I cannot get enough of it. So I now understand and I sympathize with people who are, you know, struggling with that all the time with all kinds of things like, I don't know, lattes and high fashion and nice cars and things that just don't do it for me whatsoever. But you put me into a yarn shop and I'm in absolute heaven and I want to buy all of the things. So I get it now. I sympathize with where Tom and Donna are coming from. I suspect that everybody has some kind of kryptonite like that, whether they've discovered it yet or not because I didn't know about my yarn obsession until like a year ago. Actually, I think I'm like right at my one-year anniversary. Just started knitting like a year ago. So whether you found that thing or not, I think most people have some kind of weakness or susceptibility to something like that. So for me, that's what a treat myself date would look like. What would a treat Robert date look like? Well, if it were an honest treat yourself day, it would be something like, let's get up early, let's drive to the mountains, Let's go to a big hike where it is fueled exclusively by total trash junk food. Okay. Where I'm eating stuff that is embarrassing and it's a nice long hike filled with beautiful views, wonderful friends, get back to the trailhead at the end of the day. And instead of going straight home, I go go somewhere else. I, you know, I might not make it to the yarn (laughs) store, believe it or not, but instead I'd go somewhere where I could eat like a disgusting person. So... I don't know, maybe like an Indian restaurant where I just have way more food than is appropriate or go to a pizza joint and get a large pizza, eat it all and try to find ice cream afterwards. We watched 
Louie back in the day. And I remember there was an episode where they talked about something they called a bang bang, <laughs> where they went and they had a full meal at one restaurant and then went to another restaurant of another genre and did the exact same thing back to back. And it was a day of gluttony and ridiculousness. That might be part of treating myself. I don't know. Um, I suppose that's not exactly living up to the budget and standards that Tom and Donna have put together. So I'm sure if I went to a mall, I could find things that I was excited about. Maybe some new hiking gear, a piece of electronics or something that would be fun. I don't know. Uh, maybe like a fancy down jacket or something. Mm-hmm. I, I could I could, I could, could find a way to treat myself. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Some I think board games probably. That's that's a good one. We, we do love our board games around here. So... Here's the question. Have you ever had such a day? And if not, do you want to start? Well, the day that I describe where I eat the junk food and then I go <laughs> do a bang bang at some restaurants, kind of. I, I think I have done that a few times. But uh, the day where I go buy a, a fancy jacket and a bunch of outdoor gear and some board games and stuff, no, not really. I, I, one, I think it's better to spread out the enjoyment, right? Those things that I'm excited to purchase and shop and think about and have all the fun with what's what's the joy of getting way too many things all at once you can't even really appreciate them spread it out have some fun that way yeah i very much agree with that unless you're somebody who just gets an inordinate amount of joy out of the anticipation of something i think spreading those kinds of things out over time is very likely to bring you much more happiness than concentrating it all in one day so we do purchase board games from time to time right and you do have a nice down jacket that you got for our pct hike and you do have i mean you've got clothes i see you wearing some i know there's more in your closet so yeah i think spreading things out into little shopping trips for maybe maybe you don't truly need something maybe you are just going to browse and have fun Um, Or maybe you do need something specific and you go and you let yourself browse for other things you don't truly need as much. But I think that's a much more enjoyable way to kind of spread out the fun over many, many trips instead of one mega trip. Little mini, mini trips. M-A-N-Y-M-I-N-I. There we go. Wow. Quite the language (laughs) pun. We've got to move on from that because I don't think we can top it. So our, our our two heroes, uh, Tom and Donna, are in Pawnee, Indiana. And I know when they brought up the idea of treating yourself, one of the things that came to mind for me is, where do you go to do that in Pawnee? It doesn't seem like it's the world's biggest community. I don't know that they have a lot of high-end things to go do. Um, and I was surprised with the, their approach. Welcome to Nirvana, the plaza at Eagleton. There's a reflecting pool out back. There's an old-timey train that runs through the mall. And three Burberries. If you tell your friend, hey, meet me at Burberries, they gotta specify which one. <laughs> Let's hit it. I really want this dress, and I like this crystal beetle, but it's expensive, and there's no use for it. Donna Meagle, treat yourself. Velvet slippies, cashmere socks, velvet pants, cashmere turtle. I'm a cashmere velvet candy cane. Treat yourself. I mean, this is insane. I have to agree with Ben. Um, Tom is missing a top. Doesn't he need like a scarf or a hat to make this a real candy cane? He only has four, mm. four, two sets of stripes. I don't buy it. That's true. I'm really disappointed in you, Tom. You should have spent more money to be a true candy cane. 
So one of the running jokes in the show is that the town of Pawnee is rivals with the neighboring town of Eagleton. Pawnee is kind of like a modest town. They don't have that much fancy stuff. Whereas Eagleton is like dripping with luxury. Three Burberries, Carla. <laughs> Three, Three Burberries. You got to specify which one. So they go to the Eagleton Mall to drape themselves in all this luxury for the day. So, I mean, if you're looking for an experience like this, it seems like a pretty, pretty solid place to go hunting for that. So let's dig into the numbers a little bit on this, shall we? We've got two people here who work at the Parks and Recreation Department of Pawnee, Indiana, which, as we've just noted, is not a super wealthy town. Our best guess of what their annual salary is is somewhere between like forty-five dollars and $50,000 a year. So not terrible, especially not for a low cost of living area, but definitely not the big bucks, right? They can't be funding all three of those Burberries by themselves. Yeah, that's very true. So let's look at how much we know that they're spending on this day. So probably there are more expenses, but this is what we know for sure. We see them getting acupuncture, which I'm estimating is about $110 per session. We see them getting mani and pedis, which I'm guessing is about $75. We see them getting massages, which is probably roughly $100 for one session. For Tom, we see him purchasing a cashmere sweater. I'm estimating that to be on the low end, $100. A pair of velvet pants, I'm estimating that to be... You got to get the candy cane, Carla. Got to get the candy cane. The velvet pants are approximately $80, I'm guessing. Cashmere socks will run you a bare minimum of like 40 bucks. And velvet slippers, again, on the low end, maybe about $75. But don't forget about DJ Blunts. DJ Blunts is next on my list. It is not free to have a DJ come like toot your horn and, you know, introduce you and stuff. So to hire a DJ for... Even a reason like an hour or so, it's probably going to run you at least 250 bucks. Well, he doesn't live at their office, so he had to get there. You got to pay for his travel time. Yeah. For sure. So I'm splitting that between Donna and Tom, so 125 a piece. And then Tom also shows up with these super fancy looking cupcakes, which I'm guessing were a bare minimum of like seven bucks a piece. So we'll round it to like 20 bucks for three cupcakes that we see. One has the word treat, one has the word yo. One has the word self, if you were wondering. Treat yourself. (laughs) Uh, So all of that brings Tom to a total of a bare minimum of like $720. Okay. $715 to be exact, if you're doing the math with me. But again, I am rounding. I am guessing. We don't actually see any price tags. And I feel like I'm giving him a major, major benefit of the doubt here like the lowest possible cost that I could find for most of these kinds of things. So you're saying he's spending like a percent and a half of his annual pre-tax income. That is correct, which <laughs> is a lot. Um, for a day? It actually surprised me that it wasn't more than that. And it certainly could be because we know that Tom is, you know, he likes to be, have this kind of like baller lifestyle. He likes high-end things. No, Carla, this is the best day of the year. They do treat <laughs> yourself and they spend zero dollars right. on fun things for the rest of the year. Yeah. 12 yeah. months of sacrifice for one day of pampering. <laughs> so it's a that's a sizable percentage to be spending on a single day of the year. But again, as we talked about, Maybe they really are doing that. Maybe they're really not spending money on any fun things for the rest of the year, but I seriously doubt it. 
So for Donna, her spending is going to be identical to Tom's, except instead of all the no cashmere and velvet things, she talks about getting a dress and this what she calls a crystal beetle, which you can see in the show is like a brooch. Um, I'm estimating the dress to be at least 200 bucks and the brooch to be about 180 So that brings her total to about $800. But Carla, I want it. It's expensive and it has no use. I mean, then treat yourself, Robert. Then treat yourself. (laughs) So what do you think about buying things, especially like this crystal beetle that she's talking about that is not going to do anything for her, right? It literally does nothing. It's She can't like clothe herself with it. She can't like do anything. It doesn't play music. It doesn't play TV shows. It doesn't, it does nothing, right? It's just a thing that sits there. How do you feel about items such as that? Are you saying we shouldn't have any artwork or books that we're not actively reading? No, I'm not. I'm just asking for your opinion on... I mean, kind of frivolous things. I would say that the beetle that she's looking at does not move my heart, but it seems like it moves hers. So good for her, I guess. I don't know. I am a big fan of stuff that is functional. I'm boring. I am not interesting at all. And I think I like to see the beauty in highly functional things. Um, I, I realize that we have lots of things that are that have functions that we aren't actively using, like books um, that, that we have around the house that I think are very pretty, and I'm happy to have them. Um, but yeah, it is very, very rare for me to get excited about something that is like a piece of jewelry, a paperweight, I don't know, something that just sits there. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And we do have things in the house that are just there to look pretty. And I think that's nice. We've got some artwork. I mean, it's certainly nothing fancy, but we've got stuff that we think is pretty to look at. If you're watching this on YouTube, behind us, we have some like random knickknacky things that are just there to look pretty that serve no function whatsoever. It makes me sad every time I look at them. I will say, I think as I'm looking at them, most of these were given to us as gifts. I don't think we picked out hardly any of these things ourselves, except for maybe the photo. I think you picked out one of those journals. That's fair. Okay. Well, as we've established, I do have a thing for leather journals, so that seems very accurate. Um, But yeah, I actually remember when we sold our previous house in Dallas, we didn't have a lot of knickknacky things around the house. And our realtor at the time said, you guys should, you know, like decorate a little bit (laughs) to make it look more inviting for guests who are not guests, for prospective buyers who are going to be coming through to tour the house. So I literally went to like a Marshall's, I think maybe a Ross or something, and just went to the knickknacky store and was like, okay, whatever, we'll buy like this blue elephant and this like <laughs> little orange ceramic vase. And we still have all that stuff. But every time I look at it, it kind of makes me giggle because we definitely did not go like pick this out to look good in this spot because we really, really liked it. We did it because our realtor... She didn't like my math textbooks that were sitting on the fireplace uh, bookshelf. Yeah, she like forced us to go buy some knickknacky things like normal people do. So we we are particularly bad at that. We're really bad at like design stuff and aesthetic stuff. But I really appreciate it when other people are good at it, right? Like when we go into someone else's house and it's super nicely decorated. It just like, confuses me. I scratch my, <laughs> my head and think, how is this possible? I think it's lovely. And I'm always like, ah, oh, we should do better. 
but then we come home and we've like move on to the next thing and we don't we never do because we just it it just doesn't mean that much to us well so should because we know this is a weakness and a blind spot of ours should we be less judgy about donna wanting this beetle I'm, yeah, that's, that really is what I'm leading up to. Nope. We should totally be judgy. This is way too much for her. She makes like 50 grand a year. What's she doing spending a couple hundred dollars on something so frivolous? Is this really the one time a year when she treats herself like this? I, I struggle. Yeah, that, that's a fair criticism. However, I do think. Then maybe she can buy it. No, that's, that's a really smart move. She definitely should not be driving that fancy of a car. Okay. But I think spending on things that are pretty and make your environment nice and that really bring you joy. Although I am very bad at it and it doesn't bring much value to me, I respect it in other people and I think it's nice. When I see a well put together room, I'm like, oh, this is great. Good job, people. Or or a well put together outfit, same thing. So not my cup of tea, but everyone has their cup of tea. Mine is yarn, for God's sake. Like, who would have ever thought yarn could be a thing you could be obsessed with? But I am. So here we sit, and I have no room to judge anyone on beetles or anything else. So, so true. <laughs> well, in this episode, we've spoken almost exclusively about Tom and Donna, but we should also mention Ben Wyatt. He was having a tough day, having a tough time. Donna picked up on this, and in the spirit of being a good friend, decided to drag him along to treat yourself day because it's the best day of the year. Indeed right? it is. So how could Ben not have a great time? He tagged along and didn't really seem to embrace the same approach to treating yourself as Tom and Donna did. Man, did you buy anything for yourself today? Yeah, I got this pack of socks. Plain white socks? That's yeah. not a treat. Donna, get me away from well, him. Maybe this is our version of treat yourself day and he needs to do his version. What are you talking about? Why, if you could blow big money on one thing, not sock money, what would it be? Okay, so at this point, I'm going to interject and let you know that there is a visual gag coming where Ben shows up in a super authentic, very fancy schmancy looking Batman costume. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. This is a whole new level of nerd. You're right. This is ridiculous. What am I doing? Wait, no, 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 no. I mean that in a good way, Ben. Listen to me. You're part of the treat yourself team now, okay? If that costume somehow makes you happy, you're going to buy it. You're going to wear it out of the store, okay? You're going to treat yourself. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> I'm going to treat myself. So I have to say, I have bought socks before, just plain socks, and been really, really excited about them. Oh my God, me too. I love socks so much. Yeah, like a really good pair of socks. It just makes your feet so happy. I got some new hiking socks a few months ago, and I'm over the moon about them. I think late last year, you got some like six pack of of socks for me. They were just standard crew cut socks. And I don't know why, but I love them. I wear them all the time, (laughs) and it makes me smile whenever I put them on. Okay, this is weird. I don't know why I'm confessing this on this podcast. So it was a six pack of socks, right? Okay. I don't remember this, by the way, just for the record. I have only worn five of the six pairs. I don't know what I'm saving the sixth pair for, but it is still in my drawer, never been worn, perfectly paired the way that it came. And I uh, I don't know, maybe I'm saving it for Treat Yourself Day. <laughs> well, it's coming out, Robert, October 13th. I can't wait. That's the special day. So, okay, that uh, is a fascinating factoid that I did not know about this person to whom I am married and live with. 
It's better than yarn. (laughs) Is it though? Is it though? Okay, but the good thing is you can make socks out of yarn. So extra bonus on the yarn front. Anyway, I think this clip is demonstrating that we all have our things, right? Maybe it is a plain white pair of socks that just happen to fit your feet well or that feel really soft for whatever reason. Or maybe it is a super expensive Batman suit. So Robert, they don't reveal this in the show, but based on my Googling, I have some guesses as to what this Batman suit might have cost. What are your guesses without having done any research? So we did an episode on the Batman before. Hopefully (laughs) it's less expensive than uh, what they're wearing, what the real Batman is wearing. The real Batman. I can't Mm -hmm. believe I just said that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, ooh. I do not think this is a purchase in the hundreds of dollars. I think this is at least, this is a four-figure purchase. I'm going to go with $3,500. Yeah, that's a a very good guess. Okay, so the lowest end that I could find for what still looks like a pretty reasonable made out of rubber and not like cloth kind of Batman suit was $300. Middle of the road is going to be a little over two grand, and then you can you can go pretty crazy with it <laughs> and spend up into like ten thousand plus dollars if you want like a really really crazy fancy Batman suit experience. Ben's suit looked really nice. I, I mean, okay, I actually didn't think so. That mask was way too small for him. I actually thought they did that as like a visual gag. He, because he has some so big silly. hair, Carla. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Adam Scott, the actor, not Adam Scott, the golfer, mm-hmm. um, who plays Ben Wyatt. Yeah, he's got he's got a good head of hair there. It is tall. That's fair, but I thought it looked very silly on him. Like the mask just looked like it did not fit right at all. It looked it looked crazy. But I'll, I'll get, like the cape and the the bodysuit part, it, it looked, looked, it looked it, nice. It may not have been tailored for his specific body, but it looked expensive. Yeah. So I think your guess is probably pretty reasonable, probably like a few grand. Okay. So it's pretty wild, but Ben Wyatt comes out as by far the most frivolous spender on Treat Yourself Day. I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to treat myself. (laughs) Um, What do you, what does he get out of this? I, I am struggling. Like, why? Yeah. Well, again, it's not our cup of tea. I'm sure most people would say that to us about like backpacking gear or certainly yarn. So I understand everybody's got their own thing, but I do think this is probably not a very smart use of money because he's just not going to have that many occasions to wear this thing, right? Uh, Maybe he wears it to work every Tuesday. I don't know. I suppose that is possible. We don't see him doing that in the rest of the TV series. I am guessing he's going to wear it like on some Halloweens, maybe like to a Comic-Con event here or there. But where else is he going to wear this thing, right? It just doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. He'd probably be far better off renting a nice Batman suit. For that, the- man, that is exactly what I was going to say. If you want to have some crazy decked out costume, can't you spend several hundred dollars and get something baller and have it for a very special occasion, something you're super excited about? Wear that rented costume that one time? And then do that, I don't know, 10 times instead of buying this one Batman suit that you just get to, have to wear over and over again? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, here's a counterpoint, though. What if Ben is planning on renting out the Batman costume to other people when he's not using it? 
I think he's going to have a hard time finding a willing renter. <laughs> in Pawnee, Indiana, what is the demand for a gently used Batman suit? Yeah, Ben might be the only purchaser. So, yeah, maybe that's fair. But I don't know. I mean, we see Tom later down the road. He starts running a business where it's like rent, rent a swag, I think. So maybe maybe Ben was going to have rent a Batman. I don't know. It's not impossible. And there is Eagleton right next door where everyone is like drowning in money, apparently. So maybe there's some Batman fans over there. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think he did this as a business venture. So if you were Ben and you could only have one, would you want the, the Batman suit or the white socks? I would definitely take the socks. I also love socks and I'm not. Hold on, Carla. Get... Hold on. I think you might be missing something. Okay, I'm ready. I think the Batman suit comes with socks. <laughs> Fair enough. But probably just one pair. And they're probably black socks. And I am I generally prefer white socks. So I'm thinking I'm going to go with the, the bag of white socks. Assuming I don't get to resell it. Because ultimately what I would prefer is to get the Batman suit worth thousands of dollars. Sell it and buy like half of a yarn store. So that's my ultimate preference. And it all comes back to you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Ben, this is crazy. Hopefully, he would rethink this. Uh, do you think they take returns on something like that? I have mm. to imagine they don't because this is a purchase that must be regretted often. Yeah, that's fair. That that does seem highly likely. You know, when I think about this, what I'm thinking is that there's other things he really could have spent that money on that would have brought him much more enjoyment. So we know that he's a big board game nerd in the show. We see him like invent his own board game at some point. I think there's a whole thing about Settlers of Catan. He's like super into that. He could have bought so many board games that would have brought him hundreds, if not thousands of hours of enjoyment for that amount of money. But instead he buys this suit that's just gonna sit in his closet and get used like a handful of times. Doesn't seem like a great use of funds to me. It's not the best. Yeah. Okay. Well, Treat Yourself Day, is. this is the first one that they show in the series. And then, of course, the show jumps forward a few years, I think, to 2017. Correct. And uh, they have another Treat Yourself Day. They do have a second Treat Yourself Day. And this one is way, way nicer, fancier, more luxurious. Wait, they do more than go to Nirvana? <laughs> they, go, they do a lot more. They go to like... Well, there are levels of Nirvana, aren't there? Um, yeah, I shouldn't. I don't know what I'm talking about. But They go to a fourth Burberry? <laughs> they go to uh, the next level up and fly themselves out to Beverly Hills and do some shopping on Rodeo Drive. And then we see them lounging by a pool and considering some bedazzling options. So for the basic elbow bedazzling, it's 140. Custom art starts at 250. I would like three big ass diamonds surrounded by their own set of tiny ass diamonds. That would fall into our supreme collection, 600. Thomas, what do you suggest? Uh, treat yourself. Trish, the gentleman is right. I'm gonna go ahead and treat myself. Lazy for fingernails, I came up with that. You want it? It's 275. Yeah. Laser my nails off, please. Car oh my Carla, goodness. do you have anything that is bedazzled? I do not. And this is like 
their imagined version of what 2017 was going to be like in their... Yeah, didn't they fast forward like three years but make it just ridiculous? Yeah, everyone has these super futuristic looking phones. It's like they're a minority report or something. Yeah, it was only a few years into the future. So it seems pretty silly. But one of their predictions as to what 2017 would look like is that everyone would be obsessed with elbow bedazzling. So I should say, I'm pretty sure these are not real diamonds that they're talking about. These are literally like, I mean, you guys remember what bedazzling is, right? They're like these little plasticky jewelry things. So I assume they're not talking real diamonds here. If they are, then maybe the price tag is somewhat justified. Like you could use these for other things down the road when the stickiness eventually fades off and they fall off your arm. Diamonds for industrial applications. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming not real diamonds though. They certainly don't look like anything resembling real gemstones. They look like what I remember as bedazzling from the 90s. So yeah, this whole crazy thing about elbow bedazzling is pretty wild, but we don't just see them getting their elbows bedazzled and Tom Haverford getting his fingernails lasered off. How far, what do you think that means exactly? (laughs) I assume it just means... Like a a mechanical pair of nail clippers, except with a laser? Yeah, I mean... No one would want their entire fingernails lasered off. I don't know if it means they never grow again. I don't know. Mm, Well, actually, that is kind of tempting. I might pay $275 to get my nails. To never have to trim your nails again. And never have to trim them. Yeah. That might be worth it. I'm assuming that's not the case. So we also see them shopping on Rodeo Drive. They go into a Tom Ford store, which is a super high-end designer. I really don't know much about fashion, but... Carla, I have to admit that the designers we've talked about, Burberry and Tom Ford, I only know because they're referenced in Jay-Z songs. Okay, well, there you go. So, I I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I really don't know much about Tom Ford, um, but I looked it up. So, here is a rundown of what I am guessing these folks spent on their trip to what, Beverly Hills. What does Tom Ford sell? Is it like cologne? Is it fragrances? I mean, I is s- it mimosas? I assume they sell <laughs> fragrances too, but I didn't check. It's mostly clothes. It's okay. like it's all kinds of clothes. So I went to the Tom Ford website and did a little bit of browsing. I looked at their pants collections for men because we know that Tom Haverford likes pants, particularly velvet or cashmere pants, both of which they sell. Is he going to get a Tom Ford candy cane? <laughs> so at Tom Ford, a pair of velvet pants will cost you, drumroll please, and take a guess. Oh, God. I mean, like $800. $1,380. That's their baseline velvet pants. A pair of cashmere pants at Tom Ford will cost you... I don't know the difference. Also $1,300. Uh, no, cashmere, I know this from my knitting. Cashmere is really, really high in stuff. No, that's going to cost you like $3,900. For pants? For pants. I mean, cashmere pants, Robert, but pants. I mean, are they like hammer pants? Is there like a whole lot of extra material in there? I'm just remembering, so our friend uh, Sherby, who was on our Wild podcast last week, we had some Indian food when she was here, and I got vegetable korma like all over one of my shirts and it was a very sad day. It, it was a shirt Carla knitted. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Just it kidding. wasn't actually. But it came out eventually. I had to like scrub it a lot to get the stain out. But 
what if you got vegetable korma or some other thing on your $3,900 cashmere pants? I just assume you wear a pair of outer pants over your Mm $3,900 pants to protect them. That's fair. I mean, that's what I would need to do. Anyway, okay, so Tom Ford, very, very expensive place to shop. I did a little looking at the women's dresses as well, since we know that Donna likes to go shopping for dresses. The cheapest one that I could find clocks in at $1,950. Oh, but that's awful. So cheap. Mm-hmm. The most expensive dress that was featured on their website was $28,900. Is it like made out of a precious metal? Not that I can tell. No. But, okay. you know, it's a, it's a dress. It is a thing that one wears. So that it, feels reasonable to charge $29,000. Does it have like wheels? Is it a car? It does not. No, oh, it's too ju- bad. Just a dress. So, yeah, we are talking very, very, very expensive clothing. Maybe Tom Ford and Ford could get together and yeah. fix so, that. <laughs> so uh, we also see them eating at a fancy celebrity sushi restaurant. We see them, again, hiring DJ Blunts to, like, announce this whole thing. Tom Haverford is in the building. Uh-huh. There is a full-on cake instead of cupcakes this year to announce that it is Treat Yourself Day. There is also a flight to Beverly Hills, right? They're in Pawnee, Indiana. they got to get all the way out to L.A. So there's going to be a flight. They take a limo to the airport, like a big stretch Hummer-looking sort of limo. They also hire paparazzi to follow them around in Beverly Hills and make them feel like they're famous people, which <laughs> is a thing that you can do. That's a real service that people provide to make you feel like you're a famous person for a while. Do you think they could have gotten that in Pawnee? I mean, I assume you could pay anyone enough money to follow you around It wouldn't feel camera. authentic. That's I don't true. Think it would feel authentic. Uh, okay, so we got the paparazzi. They also are driving around in a rental car in Beverly Hills and what I'm guessing is a Rolls Royce, it kind of looks Rolls Royce-ish to me. I'm very much not a car person. If you've seen the episode and you know better, please let us know. But that's my guess. It costs $1,500 to rent a Rolls Royce for a single day in the Los Angeles area. So that is a pretty penny to drop. I'm estimating their flight to be around $500. The DJ, again, to be about $250. The cake to be about $100. The sushi restaurant to be at least a hundred bucks per person. Oh, I'm person. sure it was more than that. You know, Carla, they probably spent the night there. I, I have the opportunity to travel occasionally for work, and sometimes that means just a quick day trip where I travel to another time zone, have a meeting somewhere, travel back. Those are long, not very treat yourself kind of days. <laughs> I have to imagine if they were sitting poolside, getting their elbow bedazzling. Surely, if they spend all the time to do that, they spend at least a day or two there. Yeah. Probably so, some hotel and some other meals. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is a treat-yourself extravaganza. It really does seem to be. So, this is my absolute bare minimum guess at what this would have cost them. I'm giving them each a $2,500 clothes shopping budget, which I cannot imagine that they stuck to. We see them carrying lots and lots of bags, and we've just gone over like the cheapest kinds of things that you can buy at the Tom Ford store. So there's no way they stuck to $2,500, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt. At a bare minimum, we're looking at Tom spending about $5,000 and Donna spending about $5,500. 
Also, she gives him a pair of shoes, which I estimated to be about two fifty. Oh, I'm sure they were more. I'm sure they were more too, but I'm trying to give these people like as much slack as I possibly, possibly can. My just like instinct and hunch is that this thing was going to cost ten to fifteen thousand dollars for this entire day with all the shopping bags that we see them carrying around, the overnight stays, the other meals, all of the drinks, which I did not include in my estimates. Lots of drinking at the pool, probably at the sushi restaurant, probably at other places. So it's going to add up very quickly. So that's my best guess is somewhere in like the 10 to 15K range per person if they're doing a lot of clothes shopping and extra drinking, etc. All right. Well, let's assume that they were doing this on the low end and they were spending $5,000 each on a treat yourself day. And their jobs had changed a little bit, right? They were no longer working at the Parks and Recreation Department. But how much money would you need to have for you to feel good about a $5,000 a day spending on a treat yourself program? Let's call it once a year. An infinite amount of money. I don't think there is a number where I would feel good about it. I mean, there are numbers where I would feel like we could comfortably afford it, but I would never feel good about it because it just wouldn't it just doesn't drive with my personality i would not get that much enjoyment out of getting my elbow bedazzled and shopping let's say you're donna's good friend and it really it's really important to her yeah i still would not feel great about it if you made eight hundred thousand dollars a year oh yeah i would feel fine doing it well largely also because i am the kind of person who would not I would live nope, well, you have, well below my means. You got to spend the five thousand dollars this day. <laughs> but that, yeah, I would feel completely fine spending five thousand dollars on some random day of frivolous f- fun. Okay, what if you make three hundred thousand dollars a year? Yeah, it's still probably fine because, again, I trust Ooh. myself to live like comfortably under my means all other days of the year. Seventy-five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. But Carla, not. you're living comfortably below your means. You you certainly have the wiggle room. I mean, I'm not going to have that much wiggle room. <laughs> it, well, it depends on where I am in my financial journey as well, right? Which is a, an important thing to consider. This is true. It's not just like, about your income. It's yeah, where you are. How, where, where are you in your journey towards a comfortable retirement? If you're chasing early retirement, how are you doing with that? What what does your car situation look like? Is it going to run out soon or do you need to be saving some money for that? Or do you already have a big pile of savings that's ready to go when you finally need to replace a car or fix the roof or replace the refrigerator or fix the AC or whatever it is, right? Life throws problems at you. So in Treat Yourself 2011, we were a little bit judgy about them spending a percent and a half of their income. And so I think if if $5,000 is a percent and a half of your income, yeah, go for it. Whatever. No big deal. Yeah, I suppose. It doesn't make <laughs> me happy. Okay, but here is a fun fact that might kind of tip the scales a little bit. So first of all, Tom, we know for sure, is no longer working at Parks and Rec. He now owns a bistro. We don't really know how it's doing, but it seems like it's doing okay. So maybe his income is a lot higher now than the... 45 to 50k that it was before also donna is a woman of many secrets she has a lot of things up her sleeve she's jamie wine's cousin she at one point mentions that she owns a seattle condo and we also learn at one point that donna 
is secretly a side hustler realtor. She has her own realty business called Regal Meagle Realty, which I think is pretty awesome. And given her kind of high-end tastes, I'm going to guess that she proffers pretty high-end real estate. She works in Eagleton, huh? Yeah, she probably does. So she might have a lot more money coming in the door than we're giving her credit for. All right, maybe she can afford that fancy pens. Yeah, I'm going to hope that that's the case. We're going to hope for this fake person who doesn't exist that maybe she's got lots and lots of side hustle income coming in the door. All right, Carla, October 13th is coming up soon. How are you going to treat yourself? I mean, I'm probably going to buy some yarn. What are you going to do? Hmm... I think I'll skip the hiking and just do the gluttonous Indian food thing. How about that? Good plan. Good plan. Well, we hope you guys have a thoughtful consideration of what Treat Yourself Day means for you. And October 13th is coming up. It's right around the corner. So if you want to have a little mini Treat Yourself Day that fits comfortably within your budget, maybe consider it and uh, use Tom and Donna as some inspiration for an extra fun day. Good call. But don't go over budget, guys. Keep a close eye on those spreadsheets and those retirement savings. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Take care.